We welcome Casey Perez to the stage of the Phoenix Theater. Casey is releasing a zine called Virtue in September 2018, and we are here to talk about that. Tonight we'll learn more about Casey, why he created this zine, how he curated it, what comes after this project, and so much more. Please welcome to the program, Casey Perez. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Virtue Magazine, Volume 1, comes out September 2018. What led you to create this zine? So... The initial goal behind everything, when I first started, I was like, okay, I'm going to create something that people haven't seen before. I wanted to showcase my uh, talents as a photographer, as an artist, but I also really, um, I wanted to dive in deep to the artists that live locally around me. I'm inspired by these people, which is kind of why I focus so much on portraits and working with these different diverse individuals is the reason why I am who I am today. But what I love about it is you were going to do it for yourself to show off yeah. to the world what you could do. And then through the process of creating it, it changed completely and it became now a platform for all the artists that you admire. Yeah, no, definitely. Like there's not even a bio of me in the magazine. There's not a picture of me. I was like, okay, this is going to be something that hasn't really been done locally, at least in Sonoma County. And so I was like, let me bring the most inspiring, eclectic people that I know. Can I ask you a question yeah, before yeah. you continue? Because you said uh, something that hasn't been done in Sonoma County. Some people listening might say, well, well, sure, there's been plenty of zines in the history of Sonoma County. But I think um, you as a person of color have seen those other zines, perhaps, and you've seen them as heavily dominated by white people. This is something you well, mentioned. I'm heavily me. dominated by rock and roll as well and, and more of a music Definitely. angle. But could you speak on that? Because I think that this is a, a different focus than a lot of the zines we've seen that have come before us. I felt as someone that is Latino and I have a lot of Latinx friends that are that wanted to be incorporated in this process. Um, I thought, okay, let's shine a light on them. Let's incorporate everyone but let's not just make it about like, okay, let's make this as diverse as possible. Let's focus on the art, but let's also, you know, I want to know why you feel as as someone, someone of color, why they feel that they should be more upfront right now. And I think because of the political climate right now in the world, it's important. And this project, it wasn't to be like, okay, let me shine the light on just people of color. But I did want to bring that to the forefront, definitely. I didn't seek people necessarily because of it. I wasn't trying to look up people of color necessarily. It was just the idea that including those people and prioritizing them and for their talents because they don't get that chance. I mean, a lot of the art shows over the years that I've been to locally, um, and I haven't done it for very long, but I have been to quite a bit now, I feel that it's been the same people. Um, And I felt, okay, well then let's bring a whole new light to a whole different people. Like let's change it up. So I kind of grab people from different areas, people of color, um, 
And I wanted to kind of just celebrate them for them being them. Um, and it was that interesting, too, because one of the questions I had commonly asked people was, you know, does politics influence your work of art or medium of art? And they all were like, no, they're like, not necessarily. I mean, and then some people you get some people like Jay Party, who's like, yeah, everything I do is that. Um, uh, Jay Party is a, is a local person who is featured in this. Yes, as well. yes, she is featured and she's one of my, I would consider, she doesn't like me calling her this, neither does Mark, but I consider them my mentors. And throughout this process, I mean, they kind of put me into this light. They also put me into um, the showcasing light. I mean, I showcase here at the Phoenix Theater. I've showcased all over Santa Rosa and I wouldn't have been able to or felt comfortable without that. You mentioned Mark uh, Mark and uh, Jay Party. Jay Party is Jasmine Partita. Uh, Mark is Mark Nystrom of the band Acrylics. And these are two people who are a little older than you mm-hmm. who have been doing a lot of scene building themselves yes. in the Sonoma County art scene. Very much like a next generation duo. Um, they've, they've hosted shows here. They've hosted shows in Santa Rosa. And so I, I think you don't even intend to do this, but you mentioned them as your mentors and now you in the very process of making this zine and launching it are going to be a mentor to who knows jay party i remember the we talked right outside of the uh, acrylic show at the phoenix theater and i remember i will never forget this moment because she was telling me about what she's working on currently and it was like writing a play and i was kind of like oh that's completely like a whole different medium for you and she said i don't i don't want to just do one thing I want to do everything. And so ever since she told me that, I was like, me too. I, what's going to stop me? I mean, I'm not going to say I'm going to write an album and be a dancer, but I definitely want to incorporate everything. I want to apply everything. I want to seek different mediums because I want to try it. Why not? What's stopping me? And there's different ways of expressing that. So I... I, yeah, I wouldn't just call myself a photographer necessarily. Um, just as an artist, I think it's the simplest form. Well, you get to try out publisher. Is there a through line though for you in terms of uh, either whether you're curating, whether you're photographing, whether you're interviewing? I mean, do, are you trying to showcase the humanity of the artist? Are, are you striving for representation? Are you trying to like capture a certain theme? I mean, does any of this jog um, why you do what you do? Like what really turns you on in terms of being in the field of art? I'm obsessed with learning about people. And I think that's why my um, primary focus in photography and interviewing and wasn't just to make art, but was to just understand these people. Your work uh, as a photographer focuses on individuals' fear, sexuality, and vulnerability. Why those things? Why are those things interesting to you? Um, okay, well, fear first. Fear, I think, which actually kind of ties to vulnerability, I guess. Um, I always kind of, before I get to know the person that I'm photographing or interviewing or talking to, I feel that I kind of like to ask them, like, what makes you comfortable? What makes you uncomfortable? And are you willing to go past that for what we're doing? And I've definitely gotten no's and I've definitely gotten a lot of yeses. One thing I do like people to understand is what I'm doing. I always am. My goal is to always make whoever the individual is comfortable. Um, I don't ever want to push someone to do anything they don't want to do. 
And if they don't want to, we don't have to. I would never argue it. Um, it's always kind of just a mutual respect and we create an environment. Um, and it's always been like, yeah, sexual vulnerability and fear kind of goes together, I guess, when you really think about it. Yeah, sexuality is a fascinating thing. Fear is a fascinating thing. It's all fascinating. It is. These are the things that these are the things that we love to talk about other people's stuff, other people's fear, other people's sexuality, other people's vulnerability. But when it comes to talking about our own, I think we're a lot less comfortable doing that. Yeah. But I mean, wouldn't you say that like honesty is the greatest vulnerability? Yeah. I mean, and uh, wouldn't you say that you know you're you're trying to capture something honest? Uh, I think that. Uh, my most vulnerable moments in my life thus far have been the ones where I've been the most honest. You know, it's like where we put up all these layers uh, to protect ourselves. That's when you're at your least vulnerable. So I think what you try to do with your subjects are basically feel around in the dark and see what the levels of comfort are and then try to go to a place without stepping over a line. Exactly. And that's why I think if I'm going to work with someone, um, even if I'm not necessarily interviewing them in like a, like a structured way, communication is so important. I'm not just going to head into it. Like this is the plan. Let's do it. Um, I want it to be a unique experience for both of us, but also something that is honest and true to themselves. I mean, when I hear you say that, it makes me think that we live in a society where you're not supposed to show your vulnerability, where you're not supposed to show your fear, where sexuality is something you're careful about how you oh, yeah. present. So when an, an artist, because you work with artists, uh, is given an opportunity to just be free and open about this stuff, then that's where they really shine, because that's what led them to art in the first place. Definitely. I totally agree with that. I mean, I want to reflect what I'm doing too. Um, And that's actually kind of what after virtue, that's kind of what I'm hoping to that'll lead to is okay. I've kind of experienced a little bit of other, everybody else. Let me focus on myself. Let me see what I can do. Let me see me be vulnerable in front of the camera. Let me kind of shine the light on myself for once. Well, let's do that right now. <laughs> what, what do you think that means? Because one thing I've noticed in, in this conversation so far is y- you, are, you are, I think that you probably do what I do because you're an interviewer too. You're, you're, you're good at like <laughs> pulling it out of others, but you can be pretty good at not showing parts of yourself Yeah, because <laughs> you don't want it to be focused on you. Yeah. Because as an interviewer and a curator and a photographer, yes. you're not the subject. However, tonight, you are the subject. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, when you think about your own vulnerability and you shining the light on you, like what, what even comes to mind? Um, I think something that's really important for me is kind of shining the light on masculinity and femininity. Um, that I can do both. That everyone can do both. And everyone should kind of find that in them to do both. Um, and I've kind of expressed that in ways, but I want to kind of, I'm someone that likes to take things to the extreme. So if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. I would imagine a goal with that is to show that there's nothing shameful about uh, a man uh, being feminine and there, there's, there's no, this is not a joke. Um, there's nothing wrong with this. And I think the more that people see artistic representations of that, the, the more people get it. 
Exactly. And it, there are so many different artists right now that are bringing that more up on a platform, which is awesome. Um, but I always felt like, okay, like everyone should be able to see that and not make it weird. Like, let's make it normal. Um, and I understand that's a full way of expression. So I also, I, I would never judge someone on wanting to prefer masculinity or femininity. That's not my intent is to force you to be someone you're not, but there's also a, I feel you need to find that comfortable side of you where there's nothing wrong with it. And trying to bring that into any artistic form to me is awesome. Just like you're not telling people how to be, there are plenty of people who feel that they need to be a certain way. Exactly. And the more we can have a society where it's okay for you as a man to be feminine uh, or as, as a woman to be masculine or whatever, um, you know, the more honest and truthful and real we can be. And I would say the healthier of a society we can be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, in a sense, you're trying to help people feel less shame for being who they are naturally. Oh, yeah. And I, I, would, I wasn't going to bring this up, but I'm gonna. Um, before I did this project, before I did the whole Art Angels stuff that I was doing, all these things, I created a project a long time ago. I was beginning of high school, I think, and I created a project called the Who You Are Project. Um, it was this fun thing I did with a bunch of people that I just met and I just took one picture of these people and I just posted them on an Instagram account. And I mean, looking back, I don't know, it's so horribly done and just like not my favorite thing, but the intent is honestly no different than virtue. And you stand by that project, the oh, intent yeah. of it. Oh, yeah. And what, what makes you bring that up now? Um, I mean, just the idea of, I, I just remember so many people, men specifically, bringing up the idea that they're not afraid to be feminine anymore. Yeah. It's a, it's a matter of like, when we talk about like, how does this apply in the real world? It's like uh, if a, a person not making their voice sound deeper than it actually is, yes. a person not feeling the need to dress more like everybody else, even though they desire to present themselves in a different way. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those many, many things in life where if you have not had that experience or had someone close to you have that experience, you have no understanding of it. And that's another part of my privilege as a person because yeah. I have a feminine voice and I was always, I didn't care about being feminine or masculine. I didn't like, I mean, as a kid, it was harder. Um, but my brother was always someone that kind of didn't care either. Um, and my parents are so supportive and didn't care what we were doing. We didn't, they didn't, identification or any of that was never an issue. And I am lucky enough to have that privilege. And a lot of people don't. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. I think what's happening and the change that is happening is beautiful, but there's still so much work that needs to be done. I, I, I just feel like, again, it's like you mentioned having a feminine voice growing up. I, I just feel like you would have less empathy for others if you didn't have something in your past that made you feel different from everybody else well yeah you grow up everyone's pointing what's wrong with you and then you use that as like okay that's my leverage i'm gonna like fuck you i'm gonna do my own thing then and i'm gonna pit people up in the platform for that and it gives you a sense of empathy for other things that maybe exactly you're not dealing with but you're like gosh i had to deal with my own thing and now i i've never experienced what you're experiencing over there yes. but i i understand what it feels like to be denigrated i understand what it feels like to be different i think in what you try to do which is spotlighting humanity and spotlighting vulnerability 
that was a very useful thing in retrospect because you. if you just felt if you just felt normal mm-hmm. then you would have i think less of a sensor for oh yeah getting to the core of somebody and that's the whole part of being an artist for me um and i personally i feel like if you're an artist you inclusiveness and respect is a huge part of it and despite any part of you that you feel isn't good enough or if you're a minority or whatever it is you should be able to be platformed and be comfortable with that and be proud of that so i think that's important definitely do you have any uh, questions about tom or i's fears or vulnerabilities I yeah. mean, you've been sitting at the table yeah, now no, with us yeah. for an hour. If you, you know, anything that you've gleaned from these two, uh, if you'd um, like to, if you'd like to probe a little bit, what an opportunity! I'm curious if I gave both of you the platform to work with me as if I photographed you. What is a theme or something that would make you feel comfortable yet vulnerable in front of the camera? I hate cameras anyway. <laughs> I, uh, it, with me, it's the it's the sitting still. Okay. Uh, as long as I can move, I of, think I, as, as long as I don't have to address it head on, I hate cameras. I hate <laughs> having a picture taken. Jim knows this. And, and, uh, and part of it is just is being held in a moment while it takes that moment to get it done. Some, for some reason, freezing myself to freeze myself. I understand that. It's a spooky thing to me <laughs> for whatever that means. Not only does he not like to sit still, but he also is not really a fan of documentation, period. Okay. He's a fan of letting the moment live and then moving on to the next one. Tom's more of an Instagram story than Instagram post. Okay, I respect that, though. I do respect that a lot. You know, I think one of my best examples of that is, again, Christo's Fence. Uh, Have you seen that project? Christo was an incredible artist, and he would do these pieces that have a finite life. Mm -hmm. Uh, And here in Sonoma County, he did this fence. And it was a it was a curtain, and it started in Katani and it ended out at Bodega, and it went over the hills and oh, oh my was, god, it was glorious. But when I'd first heard about it, I thought, Max, "What, Max? If we could, for the audio listener, we're uh, we're just showing just an image on this one of the cameras, Christo's fence. So it was a, it was an art project in Sonoma yeah. County. Uh, he j- had to come to this town and sell it to all the ranchers whose property he oh. wanted to cross. That is so cool. And uh, and he was a, a kind of what we all thought was a French hippie. But as I was, I was a senior in high school. I thought, "What he's going to put a curtain across? You got to be kidding me! That's the dumbest idea. That'll never happen." And it did. And when it finally did, and I got to see that thing shimmering and laughing and dancing and running over the hills, oh my god! And the other thing that I thought was, "Wait a minute!" But it's only going to be up for a few months. What? How does that work? And that's the best way to have it work. It was a finite piece. It was there and it was alive for this period of time and gone. Oh, and it wow. just uh, and that actually truthfully is is uh, the statement of what I think life is this running beautiful fence that is dancing in this world and when it's done boom it's gone and it was beautiful while it was there and uh, that's kind of the way yeah that I I, I love to look at art like that now that but is so cool I had to see it for the first time to really understand mm-hmm. I love that about art what a fascinating thing because I am an archivist. Yes. I like I like to document. Well, but it takes archivists like you so that somebody will remember this beautiful <laughs> yeah. piece of art. It's just funny to hear you say that because when you say that, it has such like a, a poetic sound to it. Yeah. And, it and it makes me like just feel something when you say that. And it's beautiful. It is. But yet I'm so, perhaps like you, I mean, maybe I'm, I'm like the child of you two. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> 
I want, I want to document, like I want to capture something that wouldn't have been captured otherwise. Um, because our, our memories are such that you can experience something 20 years ago, but in the 20 years that it incubates in your mind, um, you may change it completely. Oh, right? it gets grander in my mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yet, but even if there's like a simple photo from that night, just a simple photo, that alone can provide a reference point that can help you rem- remember the truth of that moment. You know, uh, and, and Jim points this out occasionally, I have never, uh, I've recorded a bunch of stuff over mm-hmm. the years, and I've had a lot of my shows recorded and stuff like that. Never seen one of them. I can't stand looking at myself. Yeah, I probably won't watch this either. Yeah, I'm gonna have the hardest time watching it. Yeah, and a cringe. What an interesting thing, though. Yeah, that that's very interesting. And I think that a lot of people, and it's funny because I'll post things like if I send a snapshot to someone of my face or whatever, they think, oh, like you're so into yourself. I'm like, no, I, I'm not. I don't hate myself, but I, I. Just, it's weird. It's weird for me to look back at it. So documentation is one of those things that, and this goes back to just not wanting to pull those things out of yourself. Um, I think it's so cool to document everything, but I don't want my life documented. Have you thought about the, the, the dichotomy there? How you love to document and get truth out of others and showcase others, but to showcase yourself sometimes, like you, the person, is uncomfortable. It's, I've never thought about that until yeah. today. So that's going to be something I'm probably going to think about all the way home. Um, but the work you do is the picture of you. Yeah. And that, yeah, that's a good, it's like a, its own reflection. It's kind of like, okay, I'm photographing this really beautiful woman that's really sexual in front of the camera, but in some ways I'm photographing it and I'm kind of the director of what's happening. Therefore it's kind of my reflection. Um, but yeah, I've never really thought about that. I don't, I don't know what it is necessarily, but I, like if I made this magazine, it was all about myself. It would never be finished. Don't you have a hard time, though, by so directly asking someone that question? Because I feel like part of, like, really getting the true answer is, like, discovering it with them. But I know you have to ask it for, like, consent and just so you don't get into kind of a weird spot. But on the other hand, it's kind of like bringing the camera out and taking the photo of the people. They know the camera's there. You know what I'm saying? I understand. Yeah. And that, I think that's like the hardest thing about being a documentarian, about being a photographer, about being someone who wants to showcase the humanity of someone is like finding a way to get that person to show you that vulnerability without asking them what that vulnerability is. You know, what's really interesting is this is something I just recently discussed with a few of my friends, but one of my possible next projects that I want to work on is actual I don't know what to call it but photography without it being so kind of like a candid but basically I'd be putting you in a room and I would put cameras all over you wouldn't really know what's happening I want to kind of document and photograph you in the state of like am I posing or am I not and then we would look through the images together. So it's kind of like a consent without consent. <laughs> I'm letting them know that it's happening, but they also don't know when it's happening. It's difficult because like what you do and kind of what we do is you're just, you're trying to get a glimpse of someone's yeah. soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's no like catch all to how you do it. And I think that's, 
I think that's the hardest part of being a, an artist that documents. Yeah. Is like trying to figure out for each subject, okay, what is this person all about? What is this life all about? I'm, you know, I have an hour or two or three with this, with this person. Like, how are we going to get the most amount of like truth and realness out of this stranger? And, and to me, that, that, that is an interesting challenge. And I think yeah. what keeps me coming back. Because you, you are showcasing mostly friends in this one. Mm-hmm. But as you go into the world, like he mentioned, you will be doing it with people who you don't know. Yeah. And uh, what, what a fascinating process it is because it's, it is. it's never the same for in, in, any two people. I was just going to say that it's never going to be the same, but there's also kind of personally one approach. I mean, kind of vocalizing the idea that, okay, I'm going to be uh, prioritizing your state of being comfortable i want you comfortable but i also want to know who you are um i've never photographed someone that that's why i have so much respect for people that can photograph strangers off the streets and people in different countries and that is so hard because like i feel like it's weird in a way um coming from the person that shaves his eyebrows but it's like you Consent and being comfortable is so important. And if I can't get that out of you, then I don't feel comfortable. Well, because you won't get anything out. I won't get. Yeah, I. It'll be not real. I said it earlier, but I'll say it again. I mean, without platforms, without without stages for people to play on, without zines for people to be in, without uh, publications for people to interview with. everything kind of grinds to a halt. Everybody yeah. would just be in their room making a bunch of songs, making a bunch of art and not having anywhere to show it. So, you know, you've become a part of that tapestry by making this project. I hope so. Thank yeah. you for doing that work. Thank you. And Virtue Magazine comes out in September of 2018. Yeah, look for it. I think it's just a preview of what you've got to come in your life. Mm-hmm. And we look forward to seeing yeah. what all that's going to be. So once again, Casey Perez, okay. thanks for joining us here tonight. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you.